we don't actually have an intro planned at all this week, do we? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Is this actually the intro? It can, it can be, be if you, if you want. want. I mean, I we mean, just we aren't really good, good at this. this. No, I. I mean, I, I like in general. I was watching another uh, sports podcast um, in Pittsburgh, and they had just a. I mean, well, they're they're doing video and stuff like that too. I mean, we we don't want to. I don't want anything to do with that. But um, you know, and it was just very you know musical intro, you know, voiceover, and then here we are just doing whatever the hell we feel like. Isn't that the whole point of this? Well, no, it is. It is. But I mean, I'm saying specifically for the intro, we're just doing, we're just doing stuff. I'm Steve DiMaselli. I, I, I guess I'm Kevin Cray. I, and this I guess. is the I mean, T-Pop this, podcast, I guess. It's just such an existential start. Like, what are we, what are we even doing here, man? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Podcasting, I suppose. But it, who cares? Nobody ever actually watches podcasts for the intro. You know, we got to get, they want to get to the meat. They want to get to the actual, uh, the, the, the content, you know, they could care less about the, uh, the, the glitz and glamour to start the show. So, um, but speaking of which, let's actually start the show then. Okay. Okay. That sounds fine. All right. So I think it's your turn to go on the couch this week. Oh, thank God. I am. Wow. I, I really need to lay down. It's been, it's been a long week. Thank God it's Friday. I don't think it's Friday when we're recording this though. So wait, Oh God, you're right. It's Wednesday. Oh man. All right. So I have always hated the rule five draft. I don't, I don't think, think anybody, anybody wins, wins in this scenario. scenario. Everyone, Everyone always gets excited because you get to claim some player that another team couldn't even find a spot in our top 40 for, uh, you know, them. And then you get to claim that player, and then that player gets to rot on your bench or in your bullpen, only get used sparingly because he's most likely uh, someone you, like a 23-year-old you plucked out of low A, and he's just absolutely not ready. And then once every two weeks he goes in and gets shelled. Uh, and then if you manage to get him through the year, sometimes with a wink-wink trip to the DL, then the next year you get to stuff him back in to the minors. So you really aren't even seeing that player again for another two years. And by that time, that player's a year older. He lost a full year of his development by rotting on the bench in the major leagues. And at the end of the day, what do you really get? I mean, who is, who are some of the last actually good, useful players that the Pirates got out of the Rule 5 draft? I mean, I was thinking about it this week, and the last one I can remember was Evan Meek. I mean, are we really, are we really doing this just for Evan Meek? Uh, it's, it's just asinine. It's always been asinine. I hate the Rule 5 draft. And this is not just because the Pirates are most likely going to lose a couple interesting guys this year. Uh, I've hated it every year of my pirate watching life. Whew. Oh man, that felt that felt really good. Kevin. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Steve. You're quite welcome. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. I feel seen now. 
or heard heard I yeah know. i think that's the i think that i think that's the sense that we're we're trying to appeal to most again we we talked about this earlier we're we're not interested in video on this podcast no visuals just audio so anyway as far as uh as far as the rest of the show goes we've been hinting at this for a couple of weeks that we wanted to uh to talk about extension candidates and uh who on the current pirates roster uh, might make sense to uh, lock them down for a little while. So um, I think we kind of came up with six guys that even borderline make sense. Yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. Okay. So um, so we have uh, we have Mitch Keller, um, Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, Ronzi Contreras, uh, and or JT Brubaker, and. Uh, uh, Bed, uh, David Bednar. So, um, do you want to, uh, I, so why don't we talk about, uh, well, let's talk about Bednar first. Um, who, uh, or, or, I think we already, I think you may have alluded to this in a previous episode. Um, but what would your, so let's first, we'll, we'll say what we think the years and money, uh, for their contract extension would be. And then we'll say, uh, then we'll talk a little bit about a comparable contract to the one mm-hmm. that we're yep. we're suggesting. So, so you, you want to start, start with, with uh, David, David Bednar? Bednar? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Okay. okay. So, so as, it as it stands, stands right, right now, now, the Pirates, Pirates still have four, four years, years of control, control with Bednar. Bednar. Uh, uh, next next year, year, he's at min scale, scale, and then they go into three years of arbitration for him. So... We, we talked, talked last, last week, week uh, and I mentioned, mentioned oh, and no, here's another, another key piece of info. info. He's, he's uh, 28, 28 years old um, in, in the uh, 2023 season. season. So, so you're looking, looking at, at team control, control of a 28, 29, 30, 30 31-year-old. And, and we talked, talked last week about the Indians. Indians. God, God, did it again, the Guardians. And I used Emmanuel Clase as the template. Uh, for Bednar, and the Guardians signed him to a five-year, $20 million deal before the, the season started. And I pretty much said I would just cut and paste that right now for Bednar. Um, and I, I pretty much stand by that, you know, without really delving into numbers too, too much. Uh, maybe you got to add a, a million or two just because Bednar's been racking up saves at an earlier clip. Uh, in, uh, his in his min scale, scale years than Clace probably. probably. Um, but that's, that's a guy, a guy I would look, look to lock down. down. Now, now relievers, relievers are, by and large, pretty fungible. fungible. But, but when, when he, he was, was on, on before Shelton ruined his arm last year, year uh, Bednar, Bednar was one of the, the better, better top end, you know, top at least top 10 relievers in the game. And if you sign him, not only do the pirates have him, but then you have a cost control in case you want to deal him in his last year or or something like that, and it's a way for you to reap a little bit of a of a benefit uh, out of a team. What are your thoughts on on Bednar? So, um, I am not generally excited about extending relief pitchers because I also think that they don't um, they don't always last. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, injuries or whether they just um, all of a sudden just stop performing at the uh, the level that you, 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 you'd you like to see them perform at. 
Um, I'm always a little little leery about uh, giving them extensions. So um, while I love him as a pitcher, he's almost somebody that I'd rather just go year to year with, um, you know, and just, just kind of hope for the best that way. Yeah, yeah I mean, I can I definitely see that argument, argument too. too. I just, I, I, I just, I just love, love when guys, guys are just dominant, dominant you know, sure. and uh, he who shall, shall, shall not, not be named, be named uh, uh, was, was without, without a doubt the easiest, easiest or easiest, the most, most dominant, dominant relief pitcher uh, that I've ever seen in a Pirates uniform. Sure. And, yeah. uh, and an interesting, interesting game, game of what if, if uh, well, well, what if he didn't like underage girls, but, but what, what if, if the Pirates were able to trade Vasquez, Vasquez uh, before, before all that, that came out, out um, there, there were, were some deals, deals on the on table. table. Uh, I know 100%, 100% that they came, that they came pretty close, close on, on a deal. Uh, and, and that's, that's from, from speaking to someone, someone in the Pirates, Pirates analytics, analytics department, department while we had, had T-Pop. Um, and, and just imagine what that package of players and prospects could have been. They could have uh, jump started or kind of rebuilt on the fly, even possibly, just because of how utterly dominant he was uh, at the time. So it, it, I, I'm not absolutely not comparing Bednar to Vasquez, but he's he's still really really good. But I I do agree with you in general about Bednar, and he's not a guy I'd rush to extend, but he's a guy I would definitely be asking for sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And I agree with you 100% on the on, on Vasquez and, and the return that he could have brought. Uh, I mean, the, the players that he would have brought back, if they would have traded them when they had the opportunity, uh, I, I think it would have I, I think it would have moved the timeline for the rebuild up almost a year. Um, you know, and honestly, it, it may have given uh, Neil Huntington an opportunity to save his job. So, uh, but that's another, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, that that's just, uh, you know, totally theoretical. I, he probably was on his way out no matter what. But, um, you know, if he would have salvaged that and started, went went all in on a rebuild a little sooner, he might have been able to, to, to save some face, um, mm-hmm. you know, and not have to just be forced out the door in order for the team to do what was right. Um, so anyway, all right. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, Mitch Keller and JT Brubaker next, um, because I feel like they kind of are in, uh, you know, nearly identical situations. Um, you know, they are guys that are, have, you know, been muddling around, uh, with varying degrees of success over the last few years at the major league level. Um, Keller, obviously a top prospect, Brubaker, um, you know, maybe a little bit more, um, I should say former top prospect, uh, Brubaker with maybe a little bit more polish, you know, maybe a little bit more success, um, at the major league level so far. Um, both of them are arriving at arbitration at the same time. Uh, Brubaker is obviously mm-hmm. a few years older, uh, than Mitch Keller. Um, that being said, I like, um, I like buying out both of their uh, their free agent year, or excuse me, their arbitration years potentially. Um, three years for Keller, uh, twelve million uh, with an eight million dollar option and a one and a half million dollar buyout um, on that option. 
for Brubaker, just a straight three years, ten and a half million, no option. Um, comparable contract for them, uh, I would say, is John Means from Baltimore. Um, not a really exciting player, but uh, got a, a shorter term extension. They got the first couple of years of arbitration bought out for him. Uh, two year, mm-hmm. six million dollar deal. Um, similar, similar situation. I think that you know maybe Keller and Brubaker had a have had a little bit more success uh, up to this point than him. Uh, you know, but he did have uh, the year before he signed it. He did have a, a very very good year. Um, but I think those are. Uh, those are comparable. I, I like one of these deals a lot more than the other, but I'll uh, I'll give you a chance to to chat about them real sure. quick before I say. So, so, so I so guess for me, for me, you know, you when, know you're when you're thinking, thinking about, about evaluating, evaluating a player, player it's, it's what what, what is, is this player? player? Like, who, who is, is he, he and what what's, what's his, his real role? role? So, so for me, Mitch Keller showed that he after kind of wandering through the wilderness for the first part of his career that he is, at worst, a number four starter, and he can flash it up to maybe a number three starter. So Cots has him projected at making an even $2 million in arbitration this year. So your three for 12 is pretty spot on because you could, you could structure it like a two, four, and six, and that could be something that he might bite at. Um, He's going to be age 27, uh, which, as you very well know, 27 is the magical number where players typically peak, um, and you really see what they got for real. So I kind of like the idea of doing a a short-term Keller deal. I wouldn't even be opposed to buying out a free agent deal, a free agent year with him. Now, Brubaker, on the other hand, um, as you alluded to, he's a couple years older. It's going to be his age 29 season. And for me, he's a number five. And I don't really want to be in the business of locking up number fives because I think there's just as much of a possibility that Brubaker becomes a number four as there is that he becomes non-tendered. Not necessarily this year, but at some point over these next three years, especially um, as his salary creeps up a little bit. Now, I know you're talking about three for ten and a half, so, you know, it's going to shave it down a little bit. But he's a guy that I'd like to have that flexibility that, you know, we talked about all these guys the Pirates are going to have coming up and that they're going to be looking at, um, the Burroughs, the Oviedos, uh, the Ortizes of the world. And he's a guy that I could see them just kind of making a sixth man, putting him in the minors for a little bit. So for me, Brubaker would probably be a pass. Yeah, I'm generally on the same page with you on that. I'd rather go year to year with him too. I mean, this is kind of the the the, the contract that I threw out there. In and really for any of these guys, I, what we're throwing out there is just the framework that we think would make sense for the extension. Um, I think that um, I think that Brubaker is probably best to go year to year with him. I think he will make it through arbitration, though. I I, I think he's turning a corner. I feel pretty good about him in that number four role. Um, but that being said, um, given his age, given, uh, you know, that he hasn't really given himself that much of a track record, um, you know, at this point, you might as well just let it fly. I mean, maybe if he has another good year next year, you you lock down those last two years. But I think given his age and given how much, 
you know, Neil Huntington has, you know, struck the fear of the age 32 season um, into me. I, I don't necessarily see the need to go beyond that with him. I think on his way out the door, I think Neil Huntington scrawled it in blood on the walls of Federal Street offices. Fear age 33. All right. Do you want to do Ronzi? Okay. Yeah, I like that one next. Yeah. So I want to be in the Ronzi business. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's really going to flash out this year. And... He's, He's a guy that, that I want to try to lock down, down uh, as, as soon, soon as, as possible, possible um, to get a good deal, deal on him. Uh, He's, He's going to be entering his age 23 season. season. He, he is, is still, still, they still, they still have, have all six, six years of control, control over him. him. Uh, uh, thank, thank you, service time manipulation. manipulation. So, so uh, he's, he's a guy that I would be putting an offer in. You've suggested a six for 18 with, with two, two options, options uh, of, of nine, nine and 11. 11. Uh, uh, of, of course, course I would be all over that. that. Um, and, and I think, I think uh, you know, something, something like that, that could theoretically work. work. Um, you may have you to may bump have it up a couple, couple million just for optics almost. almost. I hate I to say, say that. that. But, but like six for 18 is just going to get a, maybe a sideways glance or two, but make it like a six for 20 possibly. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't think the extra two million bucks will uh, hurt that much. I, I kind of looked at it as um, similar to the Freddie Peral- deal Freddie Peralta got from the Brewers. He was five and fifteen and a half million with two options. I think he had an extra year of service time uh, when he signed that deal, but they were about this both both twenty three years old. Um, Peralta, I think, may have done a little bit more at that point. Um, you know, I think, well, no, about the same, about the same now that I'm looking at it again. But um, I think that, uh, I, I think it would be a good deal, um, you know, for both parties. Um, again, Ronzi's one of those guys that just has never really gotten paid much. Um, but I'm with you, though. I think, you know, 2022, 20, um, uh, you know, might make more sense, might be a little more enticing to the player. Either way, I mean, it's a good deal for both sides. Um, you know, and I, I think the risk is shared. Yes. 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 It's spoken like a, a, a true Huntington disciple. We have, we have to, to share, share the risk. risk. Yeah. Yes. We are, uh, let it let flow, flow through, through you. you. We're just, we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're just, um, getting so much mileage out of Neil today. It's, it's pretty great. So, um, yeah. all right. So anyway, Brian Reynolds, um, Definitely, uh, definitely want to lock him up. And 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 by the way, Ronzi, I think that's a no-brainer deal as well too. Um, but uh, Reynolds, I'd love to see him locked up. Uh, the comparable deal that I'm using for Brian Reynolds is Brian Reynolds. Um, I mean, he just signed a deal last offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think his values changed that much. I mean, obviously, last year was a uh, slightly down season from the incredible season that he had the year before, but. Um, I think he was paid more accordingly to the season that he just had than he was to that big season anyway. Um, so I, I think when you roughly sketch it out, the last deal equates to about a 15-year market value um, deal for him. Um, so I'm looking at uh, $4 million 45, or excuse me, four years, $45 million with a $17 million option option. Um, 
for his uh, for for another year after that. So that potentially buys out two years of free agency for him. Um, pays him fifteen million dollars again. You know, uh, during his uh, his his first free agent year. Um, and then just, uh, you know, fairly well along the lines of what he would have gotten paid anyway, uh, through arbitration, uh, prior to that point. But, um, again, makes him a very rich guy, um, you know, and, and gives the pirates uh, a couple of years of extra control with him. Yeah. yeah Reynolds, Reynolds is having, is having a really, really interesting, interesting, uh, part of his, of his career, career where the odd, odd years, years. He really blazes it out, and then the even years, he's kind of garbage. Um, he batted over 300 with weighted runs created uh, of 130 and 141 in 2019 and 2021. And then in 2020, he had a 71 WRC plus, and last year he, he eventually did grind it out to a 125 WRC plus, but his defense was kind of garbage. And he didn't even have three war last year. Um, so just kind of something interesting to look at that, you know, if the numbers, if the pattern holds, uh, he's going to potentially have a pretty good 2023. Uh, it's age 28 for him in the 2023 season. Um, your numbers are pretty good. He's, he's making uh, 6.7, I believe it is, 6.75 this year, which would be his... Uh, second, uh, second year of arbitration, arbitration. So, he's so he's got two, two more. more. So, so, you know, you looking know, at maybe like a 10, 10 and a 14 for his last two arb years if they don't do something. So, so I could I see, see like your your deal, deal there is, is pretty good. good. Um, I'd probably bump it up a couple million, million uh, potentially. But overall, I, I do agree. But I guess my one thing is would would he go for a four-year deal? No, I mean, that's, you know, that is a good, that is a good point. I mean, um, you know, I, well, he might, I mean, maybe, maybe he just wants to, wants to like you said, secure, secure the bag, the bag and, then and then kind of hit the market, market free and clear at age 32. It's, 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 it's very, very possible. possible. Yeah. Maybe that option year, that might be the, that might be the sticking point. Maybe it's going to be one of those classic mutual options that no one ever actually, uh, in acts, you know what I mean? Because usually one side yeah. or the other is like, oh, yeah. not for us guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, even if, even if you do, um, go, keep the option in there, I mean, again, he's making a good size chunk of change and he's, uh, you know, and, and I mean, he's still hitting the market. He's still got the opportunity for one more contract beyond this one. Um, maybe not a huge one, but if he's still performing at, you know, a, a decent clip, that three war clip, uh, even, you know, he's going to make some money, I, I mean, beyond this contract, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it could right, be right. that that could be a sticking point, but I, I would be surprised if the pirates are uh, into a deal with him, uh, where they don't get an extra year of control. I, I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't really know if I know what the point to that would be, but, uh, from their end, yeah. But I mean, but yeah, no, I, I could see that being that, that's very possibly the sticking point why something hasn't gotten signed now. All right. All so it looks so like we're saving, saving the best, best one for last, last huh? Time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so O'Neill Cruz, um, the deal yep. that I have for him um, and this, you know, 
if you thought the other numbers were stingy, this one might be a little stingy too, but I'll, I'll explain why I think this, um, you know, uh, but I looking, I'm looking at him at six years, 35 million, two options for 12 and a half and 15. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he didn't really do anything but flash potential this past season. Um, you know, one, it, 1.2 war season. I mean, that's that's really good. Showed that he's at least a competent shortstop. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's not like he, uh, um, you know, he had a lot of ups and downs. I mean, really struggled at, at first. I think if we're just going based on his performance now and not necessarily upside, it puts him in line with uh, a deal that I think Tim Anderson maybe got from the uh, the White Sox at around the same time in his career. Um, I mean, this is an older deal. Um, I think he got $25 million for the same same length of contract. Um, but, you know, so so obviously, you know, just it adjusted for inflation, I, I increased it to about 35. I, I don't think he's going to get, you know, Wander Franco money. I don't think he's going to get... Um, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. money, uh, because in, in all seriousness, he's just not as good as either of those guys are um, just yet. I, I mean, those guys were, you know, well over, uh, you know, well over two war seasons, um, you know, when they when they showed up, um, you know, he, he struggled a little bit at first. And I mean, this might be... Uh, this might be a situation where maybe this isn't the year to, to get this deal done because I don't know if the player's necessarily going to be into locking it down for $35 million. Um, you know, and, and again, this could this is one of those deals that could go either way. If he doesn't actually break out, I mean, this is, this is going to be an ugly-looking deal for the Pirates, too. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of came, came around at the end there to where I am on, on, on Cruz is that, that I just want to see, see a little, little bit, bit more. more. Um, he really, he really came, came on, strong on strong at the end of the year. And like, like you said, he's, he's at least competent, competent but at shortstop defensively, but I still don't really know what they have. Um, Tatis and, and Franco were much better defensively. Uh, and, you know, they don't, uh, they, they didn't have, they, at least with Franco, they didn't have the power that Cruz does, but he also, does not have the absolutely mind-numbing strikeout rate that he does either. You know, I'm looking at Franco right now, and last year he struck out 9.6% of the time. That's like three days for, for Cruz, you know, in a week. Um, I, I just want to see, like, one more year out of him. Uh, now, your deal, the structure of your deal... When I first, when I first saw, it saw it in the rundown, rundown I, was like, I was like, ooh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. And, then and then you wrote, wrote Tim, Tim Anderson, Anderson, and I thought, oh, he, he is correct. correct. Uh, it's probably it's just, just my dumb, dumb caveman brain, brain from seeing people, people on Twitter, on Twitter uh, who have, have very, very smooth, smooth brains, brains saying, that that let's lock up Cruz immediately for 10 years, 120 million, you know, or stuff like that, without really ever sitting down and thinking about the numbers. So, so for, for me, me if, if he would, would go, go for that, that Tim Anderson, Anderson deal, deal, I would I would, I would do that. that. 
Um, because like you said, it could go sideways on you, but um, it's there's not a ton of money you're expending on it. It's going to basically be like a Polanco type of deal where the last year you're like, oh my God, when's, he, when's this guy leaving? But, uh, but I really wouldn't. I have no problem with them just riding it out another year and seeing, seeing where this takes us. So for me, I would, I would probably not sign Cruz if we're doing a yes-no on this. Yeah, you run the uh, risk of him absolutely blowing it out and then having to sign him for that 10-year, $120 million deal. Um, but that being said, I mean, you know, you also run the risk of, like you said, the um, – the, the the Gregory Polanco sort of situation where it's where the guy's basically untradeable by the end of it. And I, I think Cruz is a much better player, and you know I, I think Polanco had the tools, um, but I think you know Cruz is even next level tools beyond that. Um, I think he has a much better shot uh, than Polanco did uh, to uh, uh, to make use of them. Um, but that being said. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in the same boat as you on this. Like again, if he takes this sort of a deal, um, you know, the kind that'll that if if things work out, will you know, will make it look like he should have fired his agent at the time, um, <laughs> you know. But uh, if he's not interested in it, I, I mean, to me, it's just not um, it, it's not really worth the risk. You you can't as the Pirates, you just can't take too many risks. Um, you know, and have just dead money that's that's sitting out there. You just, you know, unfortunately, they're just not going to, they're not going to compensate and spend in other areas. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily worth the risk. So, and I, again, I don't think Cruz would take this deal either at this point. Here's, Here's the, crazy the crazy thing. thing. The, 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 the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays do this, do this like, like mm-hmm. a lot. They, they sign guys, guys early. early. Quite a bit. It's it's their mo. When was the last time you saw a, a raise deal that you're like, oh my god, look at that boat anchor? No, that's true. I I mean I I honestly they're just I hate to like keep praising them. We've done it so many times over the years, but my god, are they really good at this? Oh yeah, small market front office. There's nobody better. I mean I, you know I, I mean I I would. If I were a GM, I would basically watch what they've been doing and do exactly the same thing. I know copycatting isn't necessarily going to get you ahead um, on balance, you know, because obviously you're you're there's already one other team that's that's uh, ahead of you as far as the market f- efficiency goes. But yeah, my I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think twice about um, you know uh, you're just kind of looking at what they do and, and using them as the model. And I'd love to see the Pirates you know, try to be more like them. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, if it were the Rays, they would have traded Brian Reynolds last year. Yeah. 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 And then, and then gotten got back, back like, like two, two players, players that are, are going to be right. keys, keys to their to 2023, 2023 playoff, playoff run. run. Right. I mean, I mean Brubaker would be getting traded this off season too. I mean, without question, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So. All right. So, so do you so want to recap? On, on that, like, like where we, we landed yeah, on those six yeah, guys? Let's, let's go ahead and do that. Okay, so so where do you stand on Keller again? Yeah, yeah I, would I would do it. it. Yeah, so I, would I, I, like I, your, like your, I like your three for 12. I would even lean to maybe putting an option on that fourth year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, there is an, it's an eight million option on the fourth year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Bednar? I would. Okay. I would not. I def- that's, fine. that's fine. Yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards uh, going year to year on a on a reliever. So Reynolds. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah we're in, we're 100 in agreement on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Cruz. Uh, I'm, gonna I'm gonna have a have cautious, cautious pass, pass on that one. Okay, I'm at a team friendly deal. I'm definitely a yes. Um, but I think if it if we're looking at a total value of more than you know, 50, 60 million, I'm, I'm probably a no on that right now. Um, so Brubaker. I'm a no. Yeah. I'm a no on that as well too. Um, and then Ronzi. Yes. Yes. At 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 like that that six six for 20 20 range. range. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one too. With with an option option or two. two. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think that's the right, I think that's the right play. So, um, so I think that pretty much uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up today. Um, I, you know I think it's uh, you know we've we've been hinting at wanting to do this show for uh, basically since our first show. So it's it's nice to um, you know nice to get it off the chest. All right. Well, well uh, I think this, I think is, probably this is probably a good, probably good place for us to wrap it up. So I just want to say uh, thank you again to everyone that's listening. listening. Uh, we know you're out there. We see you. We see the the numbers of it, so you can't hide forever. Um, and then Steve's going to start. Uh, I think you said next week we're going to start going door to door, thanking people, which I thought was really, really nice of you, sure, uh, to do. So yeah, um, if some. Thankfully, all of our listeners are out here in Portland. So I don't know how that happened, but yeah, it's crazy. You know, the point of Portland. You didn't have to change the acronym, so it worked out really well for you. Sure. It's also probably because I have no friends. friends. (laughs) And people don't like me. What about me? Come on. Well, yeah. And yeah, you're such a good friend that you move 3,000 miles away. No. Guilt trip. That feels feels real rough over here. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm Kevin Cray. I'm Steve DiMaselli. And thank you for listening to T-Pop, the podcast.